and let them have dominion. The kingdom of God is within people. It's the advancement of the people that is advancing. Because of the faith must be backed by the assignment of this ministry is found for us. You're onto a word encounter as Pastor David Ogweli ministers God's word to you with simplicity and power. God bless you. He created them to control the earth, to control the circumstances on earth, just like God controls the heavenlies. Father, we thank you. There is nowhere to start. Words are not enough to express our gratitude. Thank you for what you did in Enugu. We just came back from it. Thank you for what you did in bar the week before. Thank you for what you did last two nights in the miracle service. Thank you for what you did in the encounter retreats. We are still taking the testimonies. Thank you. Thank you. Father, open a door for us this morning in the heavens for insight at a whole new level. I ask for revelation to be poured forth into the hearts of your people like, like downloads, downloads, downloads. I'm not asking for head knowledge. I'm asking for revelation knowledge. Give every one of us an opening to know you in a new dimension. Lift our life to a new dimension of work and blessedness as we tap into the secrets of friendship with God, move our whole destiny to a whole new level. I thank you and I bless you even while your words go forth. Stretch your hands to heal, to deliver and to perfect things that concern your people. You are a shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture. We give you praise. We give you thanks. There's a beautiful song that captures what I'm about to share with you. I'm going to talk to you on how to be a friend of God. It's a discovery I made. I'm not yet there, but I'm making the journey. I don't know whether I'll call myself baby friend to the almighty God. It's an area I'm making a journey. It has become the most important thing to me than every other thing. I just want to be where you are. Dwelling daily in your presence. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where I just want to be where you are In your dwelling place forever Take me to the place where you are I just want to be Your table, surrounded, surrounded.
Verse 23, you may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The best of all, John Wesley said at his deathbed, is God with us. I value the presence of God more than anything in this world. I made a promise to the Lord not long ago that I'm going to do this for him in 2015. I told him, I'm going to find you more friends. And I'm going to help you get more sons. Because the Lord told me I had an encounter with him. And he was explaining to me that he, he has people everywhere. But he doesn't have many friends. And I was crying because he was so serious. My words are weak to be able to express what was happening to me when I was hearing that. I don't have the... the enough words in my own human nature to express that to you. And I was crying and my head was wondering a whole almighty God. So God needs friends. I didn't think God needed anything. I thought you know I have preached that he's all sufficient. He doesn't need anybody. But the Lord made me to understand that his makeup, his constituents you know when you talk about any product, you talk about the materials that made it up. Um, I don't know what makes up this one, but definitely it might be wood or iron or metal. But I can tell definitely what this one is made of is glass. God is love. His nature is love. The problem with being love is that you crave friendship. You crave relationship. The reason God created us 
The number one reason why he made us is so that he can meet the highest need of his own heart, which is the need for fellowship, and meet the deepest needs of our own heart, which is the need for fellowship. There are three reasons for man's creation. The third is to have dominion over the earth, and that dominion involves work, productivity. But the first reason God made us is for himself. And that's where I found myself always falling short. All my life I have been raised to be a servant of God. To serve God. Never raised to be his friend. My attitude to him is, say something, let me do it. Give me instruction, I will do it. And then I'm fine like that. I don't want to come too close. I don't want to be familiar. And when God started talking to me about friendship, it was a big problem for me. It was a big problem making the transition. My servant mindhood was not working, was not able to deal with that. And all that. That's the kind of Christianity I started with. And then one time, Jesus appeared to me. I've had three times. And he was talking to me about this. And I cried and cried. Even after I came out, three days I spent thinking through all this. And I'm, my head was still trying to figure it out. It was when I started reading the Bible, finding out that they actually God can have friendship with human beings. Okay, maybe I should give you two examples. Mm. Show them Moses. And the Lord talked to Moses face to face as a man talked to his own friend. There are 12 major guys in the scripture that walked at that level. One of them was Enoch. He walked so close with God that God actually exempted him from death. The man had to go to heaven without dying. God said, I need this guy to come. If he can befriend me like this on earth, let him come over. I need him around my throne. Look at Moses here. With him, I will speak mouth to mouth. That's face to face. Not even apparently, not in dark speeches. The similitude of God shall he behold. Wherefore were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The person talking here is God. When Miriam spoke against Moses, and the Lord came, and he started talking. Let's speak from verse 7 so that they will get the context. He said, if there is a hear my word, if there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in vision and I will speak to him in a dream. That's how I talk to prophets. What God is saying that there are many prophets, yet they are not my friends. But Moses is different. Him, I speak mouth to mouth. But my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. Everyone write the word faithful. Write another word beside it, dependable. Write another word beside it, trustworthy. Because I'm about to give you 12 keys to becoming God's friend. This is one of them. Faithfulness is different from faith. Faith is you trusting God. Faithfulness is God trusting you. Can God trust you? Can anybody be your friend that you cannot trust? No. There can be acquaintances. There might be people you know. 
before you start bringing somebody into your secret, your holiest of holies, where you open up your heart, is somebody you will have a measure of trust in. Faithfulness is cultivating an attitude of dependability. An attitude of ability to keep covenant. God is a covenant keeping person. He wants people who keep covenants. He wants people who keep their words. He wants people that are trustworthy. Especially as it has to do with finances. The issue about prosperity is not whether God can bless, but whether he can trust you with money. That's the quality. That's not the only one. There are a couple of qualities he has seen in Moses that made him bring Moses close. But one of them is that Moses is a dependable person. Moses cultivated a quality called loyalty. That's what faithfulness is. Then verse 8. He said, with him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, not in dark speeches. The glory of God shall he behold. Wherefore were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? If you want to go beyond that realm where God stops talking to you in parables, in dark speeches, only in dreams, God starts making himself real to you. Cultivate loyalty. Not just faithfulness to God, but faithfulness to people that you come into covenant or trust with. When people trust you with things, never betray them. Cultivate that character. Don't betray your husband. Don't betray your wife. When you take oath, keep it. When you make covenant, keep it. When things are entrusted to you, take a vow. Nothing entrusted in my hand will ever fail. That's one of the vows I have towards ministry. It doesn't matter what any other pastor decides to do. Because I know that one day we're going to stand before Jesus to give account. So every day I trust him. Help me to the best of my ability not to fail you. I am on a quest, on a very strong adventure to help find more friends for the Almighty God. The Lord said to me, people are everywhere, but friends are expensive. Friends are expensive. He said, even when you finally get to the point of friendship with God, that's not all. Then you can even start moving deeper. And start rising from there. God wants sons. Sons are priceless. Servants are cheap. Once you have ability to pay, once you have money, you can pay well. You can hire anybody. But just because they work for you does not mean they love you. Just because they serve you does not mean they are your friends. Those of you who have employees in your companies know the difference. They are, your friends are the ones you want to hang out with. You want to share your heart with. When you are down, when you are bored, they are the ones you want to talk. When you have secret things, and that's how God saw Abraham. That's another person that was a friend of God. 
One time God wanted to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, shall I hide from Abraham the things that I do? I can't hide it from him. I have to discuss with Abraham before I can carry out this project. Uh, Jeremiah 9 verse 23. Let's, let's begin with that scripture. Some of the things, even if we can discuss three, that can begin us on the journey. Like me, I'm still a baby in this issue. That's how I see myself. Because the more God teaches me, the more I see, I'm always repenting. That's one sin I'm always repenting of. Some people are still repenting of fornication and all that. No, this is my own problem. Because I learned one of the secrets. And one of them is friendship is expensive. So you have to invest in it. And the investment you make to be God's friend is time. And that's where my own problem comes from. Time. If you want to be a friend of God, key number one, you must learn to spend time with him. Friendship that is starved of time dies a natural death. It's just over time. You will become an acquaintance. There were people that were your friends in secondary school. Where are some of them? Now, if you see some of them, self, you almost feel like strangers. There is nothing to talk. There were people that, that were your friends in the university. But then there were people, they'd be your friend, but you stayed in touch. Even if you lived in two different continents or two different nations, you kept communicating. You kept calling each other. You kept communicating with each other. The thing, instead of dying, grew. And that is the issue. Many Christians don't have a devotional life. They don't have fellowship with God. You can't create friendship without fellowship. You can't create friendship without spending time together. That's how marriages die. Starve your marriage of time. Exalt your career above your relationship with your wife and other things. After a while, if care is not taken, you end up with two strangers in that house. Jeremiah 9, 23. Let, Thus said the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. The word glory is boasting. God said there's only one thing we can boast of. He said, let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. So there is something that is better than money, wealth, better than wisdom. Verse 24. Let him that glory, glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. So, friendship with God is far more valuable than wealth. It's far more valuable than wisdom. I know how important wisdom is. God said even wisdom, there is something higher. There is something higher than wisdom. It's far more important than might, than strength. Let him that boast, boast in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. First key to knowing God, because as I show you how to be the friend of God, I'm also showing you keys to divine favor. The two types of favor, there is favor 
with God and favor with man. Please show them Luke chapter 2 verse 52 about Jesus. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. So at the age of 12, this thing was written about him. That young child was 12 years old, but he was growing, not just physically. He was developing physically, developing mentally, but his social development, his relational development skills affected not just human beings, but God. He had favor with God, and he had favor with men. And every one of you know well that if God say yes, no one can say no. If God bless you, no one can cancel it. If you develop favor with God, there's nothing any enemy or any human being can do to, about your case. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen? So once you develop, you learn the secret of friendship with God, you're also learning the secret of having favor with him. And you're going to enjoy the greatest blessing there is. Number one is spending time with him. I wish I have time to work on that. Spending time with him. Spending time with him. Number two is faith. Nobody can be a friend of God without learning to trust him. The scripture made it clear, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that without faith, it is literally impossible to please God. When you stop trusting God, you start failing him. When you stop trusting God, you start disappointing him. When you stop trusting God, you start hurting him. This is the key to all the temptations in the Bible. The key, the master key that the enemy uses to get people to rebel or do all the things that God does not want is to first get them to doubt his word. You know, to Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, all that if is to introduce doubt. In the garden of Eden, that's what he did. By getting Adam to doubt what God has said, Eve first, he got her to disobey God. There is no solid relationship, friendship, or marriage that will survive without trust. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Show James chapter 2 about Abraham. The Bible said, Abraham. I want to show you how Abraham became a friend of God. Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. And therefore he was made the friend of God. He was called the friend of God. James chapter 2. 
The scripture was fulfilled which said Abraham believed God. It was imputed to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Everyone lift up your hand and say, Father, I want to be your friend. I pledge today to trust you with my life. To make your word the final authority in my life. Let me tell you what trusting God is. Is to make an unqualified committal of your life to him. What it means is that you make his word, his word, the final authority in your life. If God says something, you trust it. It doesn't matter how you're feeling, what your feeling says. It doesn't matter what the circumstances say. And do you know the truth? If you believe God, his word will overrule all circumstances to bring itself to pass. Can you be married to somebody who constantly tells you to your face, I don't trust any of your words. I don't believe anything you say. That person actually thinks you're a liar. How can that relationship thrive? If you have somebody you're supposed to be close to that constantly calls you a liar and tells you that you're a liar, would you like to keep going to that place? There are things that push God away. There are things that draw him close. God can pass a million people just to be pulled to one man who has faith in him. Lift your hands again. Say, Father, I trust you. I trust you with my life. I trust you with everything. I rest in you. Number three. The key to being God's friend is to learn to diminish self and to put him first. Hmm. This principle applies in human relationship. Nobody loves a selfish person, a self-centered person, an egocentric person. There's something about God and selfishness that does not go. God is love. If you want to be a friend of God, let me show you a secret. Learn to discover and to do those things that pleasure him, that give him joy, instead of the things that give you joy. This thing I'm saying, I'm going to come back to discuss it further with you. The key to eternal joy is doing the things that give God joy not the things that give us joy. There is a powerful scripture that we quote. Is that the joy of the Lord is what? But the problem is, we interpret it to mean our joy is our strength. That's the mindset that we have. It's God's joy. When you give God joy, you find plenty of it. It's like loneliness, the cure for loneliness. Don't sit in your world looking for somebody to come and love you. Step out of your world and go and put a smile on somebody's face. Go and touch somebody's life. And then what do you get as a reward? Is the way God created this universe. You get pleasure back into your soul. 
How many of you have ever helped somebody that is dying, that is broke, that is in need, genuine need? I don't mean fake ones that are begging people, collecting money from people. Because when you feel like somebody has conned you out of your money, he pretends to be whatever. And then you see him again after you, you don't feel good. You feel cheated. I'm not talking about that. Someone that is in need and you really go and help him. What do you feel inside anytime you do that? Joy. That's how it is. When you make God glad, that's when you find the highest form of joy there is. It's to begin a quest to find those things that give him joy and to begin to do it. The Lord was explaining to me that that's how one of the laws, he actually showed me seven rules by which he lived his life when he was here on earth. And he became that that man after God's heart, just like David, far more than David. Whenever the father spoke, he said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. That's what the Lord was telling me, that you can go from friendship to even a deeper level where you become a beloved son to the almighty God. A son that makes him glad all the time. When somebody is your son and is your friend at the same time, there is nothing like it. Begin to find those things that bring joy to the heart of God. And you make them your quest, your obsession. You learn to do them. I'll just give you just three. What does the Bible say about soul winning? Or when people give their life to Christ. When sinners come back home. There is joy in heaven over what? One sinner that repents. Do you want to make God glad? Become a soul winner. Let me give you another one. When you help a fellow brother or sister that is struggling, that is suffering, maybe poor or is broke, let's assume that young man had landlord throw out his things and you're the one that provided him accommodation or helped him to get an accommodation. You probably contributed some money to help him make it up. Let me tell you, the Bible said, when Jesus returns back, he's going to say, I was sick. You did not visit me. He's talking to people he's going to throw into hell. I was hungry. You didn't feed me. I was in prison. You didn't visit me. Then he turned to another group. He said, I was sick. You visited me. Hungry. You gave me food. I was naked. You clothed me. And they start asking, when did we see you? Because if we see you in this kind of need, I would do anything for you. Is the way you did it for one of the least of these my brethren. You did it for me. Lift your hands and say, Father, help me to really see that when I help a real child of God, it doesn't matter what it is, it's you I have touched. Help me to understand this. I want Dominion City to become not a praying church, but to go beyond that to become a prayer answering church. Lift your hands. Say, Father, make us a prayer answering church. That whenever you have a burden, you can trust us to take care of it. Let me tell you what it means. There are things that human beings can do. We are not talking about playing God. 
But there are a lot of little, little problems that people are crying to God for. And God is looking for people that will become the vehicle to bring the answer. Twenty fifteen. Pick two or three people. Don't be deceived by all these things going on in Lagos or all these uh, people. Find Christians. The Bible says, "Do good to all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith." The ones you do to the ones who are the household of faith, you are doing it to Jesus directly. But even the ones you do to all men, God also recognizes it. Find three people. Find 12, depending on your capacity. You say, but I'm not rich. It doesn't matter. It's not always about money. It might be to give coach these 12 people till they become successful like you are in your career. You take them. They are beginners. You're already a manager or you're already doing well. You start coaching them, career mentorship. You meet with them every week, once a week. You find out how things are going. You help them move. Whatever you are doing to the least of this, my brethren, you've done it for me. And then the ones that are about to be thrown into hell said, Lord, when did we see you hungry? We didn't give you food. When did we see you naked? We didn't clothe you. If we know that you are the one who have done it, Lord, he said, when you fail to do it to this, my brethren. Help me tell the person beside you. Tell him, I'm Jesus' brother. Anything you do to me, you're doing it to him. If you persecute me, you're persecuting Christ. You create problem for me, you're creating problem for him. If you have solved problem for me, you're doing it to the Lord. One of those things that please him tremendously is what we call being a cheerful giver. Giving is one thing. But when you do giving with the right attitude, it draws God to you. Attitude of gratitude, attitude of thanksgiving. There are actually about 12 major things that are clearly listed in scripture that gladdens God's heart like no man's business. Learn to find out the things that make him glad and to do them. You are created for his pleasure. That's the first reason why you exist. When I got newly married, Pastor Sarah has this um, attitude to neatness in the house. She cannot go to sleep with a plate unwashed. She, she is so committed to clean environment. And then she will cook, 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 provide food for all of us. She will be the one that has not eaten then she will start cleaning. Then I'll come back from work. I'll sit in my, you know, the parlor. I'll try to watch a few things, maybe, you know. And then I'm waiting for her to come and join me. Ah, 10 p.m., she's still downstairs. 11. Ah, and sometimes I'll walk down to come and see. And then I see her that she's busy. I'll go back and sit there. Expecting, okay, she saw me. I walked in and up that she will get the message. And she won't get it. And then sometimes I will now sleep off. She will now come and lie down and sleep. And then she will wake up. She will find that all that food that she cooked for me, I didn't touch it. Actually, one of the ways I, I protest to let her know. 
is that I don't touch the food. Why? Why? What is the problem there? It took time before we were able to start resolving the problem. And, you know, if I raise it, she doesn't see what she's doing wrong. She's doing everything for this house. She's cleaning for the house. Because the main, the number one reason a man marries a woman is not to cook for him. The need God was trying to meet for a man when he created a woman is companionship. It is not good for man to be alone. I'm craving for my friend. I'm craving for a companion, but she's giving me food. She's cooking. She's cleaning the house. She's obsessed with work. And the way you raise it, she doesn't, because she's doing those things for me again. So she doesn't know what kind of thing is this. I'm busy here working out my heart. Work is not what pleases God. God does not want people that walk for him. W-O-R-K. God wants people that walk with him. I like how my Ghanaian friend said, I work with him. He wants companions. He wants friends. Then what is your problem? Is that sometimes she now assumes that she knows what I want. Because in companionship, there is communication. There is heart to heart. I get to know her better. She gets to know me better. She knows what I want. But now, no companionship. No communication. Just walk. And then, I'm coming back from a big program. I'm so tired. And I'm craving for swallowable. I want to eat a goosey soup and swallowable. And then, I'm ringing her phone. It, nobody's speaking. I ring and ring. I'm tired. I switch off. Because the phone is somewhere in her room. She's in the kitchen cooking. And guess what happens? And then I get home. There's this beautiful rice and stew that she has made. But where I'm coming, they give it to me every day till it's coming out of my nostrils. I don't want to see rice at all. I just, I've just been out for five, six days preaching every day. Rice is now coming out, you know, and, and I'm craving for just okra or goosey or something. And all that we get this done is for us to communicate. But now she goes to market, she buys all the things, she cooks the best stew, the best rice she gets. And I finish coming back, then I just go there, turn it rice. I just close it there, and that's where it's going to be till morning. And then she's not happy, but I am not happy. Because she cooked that rice, spent a lot of time, I'm supposed to eat it. And I appreciate the fact that she cooked it, but the rice means nothing. Because really, what mattered more than work was companionship. This is why people can keep a pretty goddess in their house and be chasing something outside. A lot of women don't understand this. Somewhere along the line, you move from being his girlfriend to his mother. You become madam. Nobody wants to be married to his madam. Though some of you work in your office, you know your boss, your madam in the office. Nobody wants your boss in your house. Nobody wants to be married to his mother. You have changed from that girl, that one that can be chased, to his mother. 
He knows everything he needs. You mommy him around. Let me tell you why God created a woman. First Corinthians chapter 11. Because God said, I created marriage to give human beings an understanding of how I feel. As years now moved on. Through communication, through explaining, now she began to understand it. One day she told me, I don't even understand. What does he really mean that I'm around you here? I said, if I'm eating the food, be around. Join me and eat it. If you don't want to eat, just be around. Let's be gisting. I said, if I want 50 cooks, I will hire them. That does not mean that I don't appreciate the things, the work everybody does. God also does. But if working for God has replaced relationship with him you will find yourself in a hot soup that's why there are a lot of servants of God in hell there are a lot of ministers in hell and to be honest with you they put them in a special part of hell God said to me no friend of mine will be found in hell no son of mine will be found there but I have servants there including Lucifer used to be my servant He said, there's something much more valuable than working for me. It's being my friend. Do you know that it's not only me that hurt, she hurts too. When this kind of thing. I said, you're asking me, what is special about me? You, don't you enjoy it? Don't you enjoy being close to your husband? Don't you enjoy your husband loving you so much? She said she does. I said, mm-hmm. that thing meets the deepest needs in both hearts when you learn to bring him pleasure it's not just him you will know the blessedness of the presence of the Holy Spirit there is a dimension of God's presence you begin to know and to carry in your life then there is a blessedness that follows you in everything you do the works of your hand and then when you want to do things for God, you find that you like to do it according to his will, according to how his word said it, or according to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your heart. You become a man after his heart. You become a person that God can leave heaven to come and visit. In summary, the things that really make us God's friend are not the deep, deep, crazy things. They are simple things. And the secret of Christianity is found in the simplicity of it. But we are living it and going for so complex. One of those things is walking in love. You can't be God's friends and beholding malice, living in strife. Our highest calling is to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul. But next to that is to love people. Intimacy. 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 Lift your hands and say, Lord, draw me into that place. I'm tired of outer court Christianity. Oh, there are some things the Holy Spirit put in my heart to do, but I can't venture into it because of outer court Christianity. I'm tired of it, Lord. I'm tired of it. Break, me, break this barrier that has been there. 
I'm sorry for the way I've neglected you. I'm sorry for the way I've put my career, everything ahead of you. I don't even have time to talk with you anymore. I'm so sorry. How can you have friendship without communication? It's not possible. And I'm not talking about prayer to, to kill your enemies. Prayer to bulldoze some boss out of your office. I'm talking about communion. The type of prayer where you commune with him and you listen. Communion. Heart to heart talk. And it's not about learning prayer or learning theological way of addressing God. Thou art the almighty God. No. It's about being yourself. Just like a child and his father. It's about learning to be yourself before him. Tell him things the way it is in your heart. Tell him that you are hungry to know him. God responds to desire. He responds to passion. When he sees that your heart truly cries after him, he starts opening himself to you. How many people here truly want to be God's friend? Let me start with many hands. And that's why I can't even make the altar call. There are things I wanted to do. But you have not given your life to Christ. You know that the type of life you're living is not a life that pleases God. We didn't have time to look at that. We didn't have time to look at that. It's not a life that pleases God. You want to change that situation. You want to be God's friend. You want a deeper relationship. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Come, come, come fast. Please, can you remove this? Let me pray for them. Then there are angels that are going to follow you home. They will explain to you. The Lord is, is explaining to me that this week, yes, God bless you. If you come, just kneel down. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to enter into another level. I heard that lady that said, I'm no more a church goer. I'm now a real Christian. Just come. You kneel down, you tell him. Even though I'm going to pray for you, but it's not about people praying for you. It's about you and him. Enter into a covenant that you're going to pursue a deep relationship with God. That's what I did. And something opened up in my life. This life we're living does not end here. When it's all said and done, do you know something I found about heaven? I don't know if many of you have discovered this truth. Everybody that makes heaven will not be close to God. There are people that will make heaven, but they won't see God. It shocks people, but it's the truth. After being to that place about three times, listen to people who have even had the experience. There are some that have been to that planet, they have never seen the reason is that there are even about three different layers and there are gates. This design of Moses' tabernacle, the outer court, the holy place, and the holiest of all, is actually how that planet is designed. What we call the holiest of all is, is called the, the throne room. Not even all the angels go there. There are angels by their assignment are closer to God because they minister to him. Somebody said to me, I don't understand what you are saying. I said, it's not everybody who is a Nigerian has met Jonathan. You only watch him on TV. 
during worship service in heaven, everybody focuses in that direction and they worship. The throne is highly exalted. But that's as far. Because the type of relationship you cultivate with Jesus and partnership you cultivate with him will continue in eternity. That's what a lot of people don't know. It's like reward for our work. It is not then that the reward will be decided. It's what you are doing in his kingdom now that will decide your status then. If you read the letters to the seven churches, you see that as Jesus apportions reward for overcomers, there are some statements he makes which we think are general to every believer that makes it. But he gives those things only to overcomers. Say, Father, I give you my life today. Completely. I'm sorry for the way I've lived. Ignoring you. Living for myself. Doing whatever pleases me. I repent, Lord. And I ask you today to forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Come into my life and be my friend and be my father. I vow today that I will live for you. I will walk with you all the days of my life. You will be first in my life. You will come before every other thing. Open my eyes to the riches of relationship with you to the depth to the secrets of a close word with you I want to be your friend I even want to be your son not just your child but a son thank you for answering my prayer a new journey begins for me from today in Jesus name Amen Father, I ask you open this door for me. Even me, I'm a beginner. Open it for every one of them. The door of eternal bliss, eternal joy. The secret of eternal security. The secret of that blessedness of knowing you on a very close and intimate level. I thank you. I glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with Pastor David Ogweli. Email address Dominion Image Media at yahoo.com or call 0803 590